Hello and welcome to Impulse Chats. I have Carly Lake joining me today. She is the founder and editor of the sustainable fashion site Thoughtful Flamingo. She's also the creator of the Fashion Be Gone app. I'm very excited to have her with me today. My name is Sarah Barnes and you can connect in with me on Instagram at impulseyoga underscore. This recording will be going out on my Instagram TV in three or four or five parts and also on Apple iTunes and Spotify and on my YouTube channel if you search Impulse Chats with Sarah Barnes. Um, if you do listen in, please hit subscribe. Um, I'm going to have a lot more of juicy content coming your way, but let's not waste any time. Carly, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, so good to be here. I'm really excited to chat. So uh, let's not waste any time. Can you please share a little bit of information about your story, your background, and how you came to working in your field? Yeah. So as mentioned, um, my name is Carly. Um, I'm currently in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Um, a bit of a rainy day, which I'm, which I'm getting used to. I'm originally from uh, Los Angeles, California, and I moved to Amsterdam a little bit before lockdown started. So it's been an interesting time to move, but um, has been really exciting and welcoming nonetheless. Um, and it's funny, when I talk about my journey into sustainable fashion, I, I really look back um, at the kind of the start of it was um, this, this inflection point where um, a little bit younger, but I, I transitioned from a public school in California to um, in Los Angeles to a private school, um, a few, honestly, 10 minute drive away from each other, which in Los Angeles is very, very close. Um, and I have this joke that when I moved to private school, I learned life sciences, life sciences, geometry, and also how to identify a, a, a real rainbow Louis Vuitton bag from a, a fake Louis Vuitton bag. So, um, you know, there I really learned about trends and, you know, just to fit in, you're also going through middle school, you had to have the Von Dutch hat, you had to have the Ugg boots. Um, I definitely was a brat. I remember my, my mom will love, I told this story, um, for Christmas, she got me the wrong color Ugg boots, and I was not happy about that. So I'm not going to say that I wasn't part of this culture too in this private school, but um, being in LA, you know, you see all these shops, you see all the consumption. Um, I do have a love for LA, but that's also very prevalent there and also around the world. Um, and it was really, really, you know, just consumed with like having the latest trends and doing all this stuff. And I remember one day um, I told my dad, I was, uh, I was like, I think 12 or 13, and I was like, I want to go to Rodeo Drive. I want to go to Rodeo Drive. I heard all these wonderful things. And for people who don't know, that's where all the, the very high-end designer clothing stores, which I, I couldn't afford. And I was like, I want to see them. I want to see them. And my dad, you know, obviously frightened because those bags are thousands of dollars. And what middle schooler needs a Chanel handbag? Um, he's like, my dad's from Los Angeles originally. He's like, I think you'll really like this street. It's called Melrose Avenue. I was like, what, what? Um, so we go to Melrose Avenue. It's um, a street in the West Hollywood area of Los Angeles. And it's filled with secondhand and thrift and, and vintage stores. And I like, I think from that moment, I was like, this is so amazing. I love the stories behind the clothes. I love that you, at first I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get a juicy sweat outfit for half the price it's used. And no one is going to like, these people are so dumb. They're paying hundreds of dollars for this. And I can get it used, um, especially at the store called Wasteland I would frequent. And from there, I really just fell into the secondhand and thrifting world. I think first it was really to, to get the designer pieces. But as I started learning more about, um, you know, consumption and how much we consume and, 
you know, the world is at its growth limit, you know, why do we have to constantly buy new? So that was a big, really big opening for me, starting to go into secondhand and learning more about, um, you know, buying used and, and the, the benefits of that. And then around the same time, um, I actually signed up for sewing classes at a local sewing store. Um, so I was able to also see, you know, when, when a shirt was no longer had a hole in it or, you know, there was something wrong with it, I could always just mend that myself. And I'm really happy that I have that skill and was really took that on around the same time I learned about secondhand. I have my, my sewing machine on the ground back here um, from actually eighth grade and it still works. So that was a huge inflection point for me where, where I learned about secondhand. I learned about how to make my own and that I didn't have to run to Forever 21 to get a new trend or you know try to save up so much money to get maybe like a little coin purse that had a designer on it. So that was really the beginning of the journey for me. Um, so yeah, that, that was it. And then um, kind of going a lot of years, I, secondhand was a big thing. I always got my prom dresses from a secondhand store and I really loved the uniqueness of it. Um, and then cut to kind of more recent, more recent years, um, I started to work in tech. That was the thing I did after, after college. I'm gonna go a little bit on a tangent. So career-wise, um, after college, I worked in advertising and then um, for the past six years, I worked at Uber. Um, so that was a huge, you know, from the company from 500 people to 25,000 people. And I'll, I'll connect back to sustainability and fashion in a second. But at Uber, um, what I really, really loved was um, the, the last two years when I was still at that company, I led a lot of our safety work. Um, our safety brand and product marketing work around the globe was a big thing I was a part of. And then also launching um, part, of, part of the team that launched our women's safety initiative called Driving Change, where we committed to sexual assault prevention across products, education, and working with leaders in the space to make sure vulnerable communities felt safe using our platform, riders, drivers, eaters, um, delivery people. So really loved working on social impact and making a difference at this large global tech company. But, um, you know, I would run home and it would just want to sew, want to do secondhand shopping. And I always had this itch both to work in the space and also to do my own thing. So how can I actually bring tech and fashion together. So that was always on the back of my head when I was working at Uber and seeing how, you know, there's such smart people in tech working on these problems. How can we get more people to work within the sustainable fashion space? So that was always in the back of my mind. So while I was still at Uber and I didn't know what to, you know, what path to take, I started um, my platform, Thoughtful Flamingo. And people always ask, you know, what, what, is, what does Thoughtful Flamingo mean? And I, I, I don't know, it just popped into my head one day, but you know, what it really meant for me was we can still have fun with fashion. We can still stand out. We can still wear sequins. Um, There's actually a great sustainable um, sequin company. Um, we can still have fun, but we also can be thoughtful and we can also be conscious about it. So that's really how the name came. And really what I did for uh, my first articles, and I still um, write an article every Wednesday, but my first articles were really just learning. Kind of like you're doing with your podcast, you know, really just hearing from others. So every week I interviewed an advocate, an influencer, a journalist, um, people around the globe who were um, on the sustainable fashion journey. You know, how did they get started? What brands do they like? So I made sure it was, you know, people who only wore vegan um, clothing lines, people who only wore secondhand to upcyclers, to, um, just trying to think of a lot of people I interviewed, to people who were, you know, on the front lines of protests against fashion weeks and fast fashion companies. Um, diverse voices too, that was something that um, I really wanted to make sure was in there from different countries, um, luxury rental to thrift shopping. So 
I learned so much from um, these people I interviewed. And that was really, really helpful for me to go on my journey and realize kind of where I wanted to play a role and where I wanted to have my voice. So I've been doing that for a little over two years. Um, I love it. Um, it's sometimes hard to keep up and you can get intimidated, but there's so many other voices in the space. But I take that as that's so awesome and how much it's grown because we can all work together and, and really challenge these corporations and, and these systems. Um, so from there, um, I left Uber um, right before quarantine started, which was an interesting time and moved from California to Amsterdam and just decided to really figure out how tech can really help solve the problems for the fashion system. So um, one of my first apps I launched uh, was what you mentioned, Fast Fashion Be Gone. So I think it's a pretty simple app. Um, you know, what I really want to do within the space is talk to people who don't know a lot about sustainability and how and find a way in for them. So the app is really focused on, you know, people who like myself, I would shop at Forever 21. I didn't know the other options, maybe besides secondhand. Um, so, you know, I show them their favorite fast fashion companies from Zara to Boohoo to Topshop. Um, to even free people and, and urban outfitters. And I show them brands that have similar aesthetics similar styles and um, where they can buy them and how they can support. Um, I also do categories like activewear and, and accessories and how you can find them. Um, I will know, I think we, you, you probably know this too, um, you know, some of these brands are more expensive than just going into a top shop and spending 10 euros on a shirt. Um, however, it's really about investing in key pieces. I think that's really big. And then also, I also share, um, you know, Companies like Poshmark in the U.S., RedUp, um, Bestiaire Collective, where you can also find find secondhand options. And um, I am a supporter of, you know, if you want to buy fast fashion, you can do that through secondhand. Um, that is an option to really um, make sure that these clothes still have a life. So um, there's some options there, too. But it's just giving people options um, to, you know, who are, you know, I was addicted basically to these, these fast fashion stores and showing there's other ways. Um, that you can support local, that you can invest in pieces without having to run um, to the mall. So that's one thing I'm really excited about. And then um, one of the bigger projects I'm working on is a platform that um, helps create, helps people foster um, swapping communities online. So the idea is that community moderators or leaders can actually build their own community, possibly around a brand like Patagonia or around a specific lifestyle or um, you know, maybe it's maternity wear and you can find your community and like-minded people and start swapping with them. Um, maybe it's someone down the block or maybe it's someone from across the country. So that is something I'm really excited about because I, I believe that um, you know investing in pieces is great supporting small brands. Um, and I also believe though that swapping is also a great way to lessen consumption. So really excited about that. So that's where I'm now. I'm in this space. I'm really excited um, and excited for what's to come. Thank you for sharing. There's so much wisdom in there and a lot of stuff I want to pick your, your brains about. Um, so let's start kind of working on a weird tangent um, because this probably isn't the most sustainable uh, question that I'm going to ask, but yeah. as someone, you know, I've been not buying uh, fast fashion since uh, December, 2019. And what I found really overwhelming was I just didn't know where to start in terms of buying the things that I really had to buy new. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm wondering which brands are you really uh, championing 
championing in terms of um, if you have to go and buy new, who who's doing good in the world? Who are the good, the 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 brands that you see with your experience that are doing the good stuff? Um, you know, yeah. as, as especially active wear because that's something that is pretty tricky for people to buy secondhand sometimes I'm not saying all the time like I found some good stuff secondhand but what are the brands that are the places that you would suggest people go to um, if they do feel they have to buy new who, who are you loving at the moment yeah no I think that's a really good question I um it's so funny I'm gonna kind of steal an answer I loved her answer um but I I interviewed um Re- Rebecca Blake Thompson from um, Remake um a couple weeks ago and um if people haven't heard about Remake, I, I highly suggest, um, I'll probably say their name multiple times, but I highly suggest that everyone really checks them out. Um, they helped launch the Pay Up campaign, which um, I think unlocked around, um, I'm going to quote uh, Rebecca here, but $22 billion globally. And um, uh, what's the other number? $1 billion for suppliers in Bangladesh, because a lot of um, fast fashion brands were made uh, they ordered clothes um, during before COVID started, and they were unwilling to actually pay the workers who already um, made and sewed those clothes. But because of this campaign and because of activism, um, 19 brands, um, and I think more more to come, have committed to paying their workers in full. Anyway, Remake is amazing. And I think Rebecca had this really good um, comment where, you know, it really depends, you know, what people are looking for. If, if they really care about veganism, if they really care about upcycling, if they really care about buying local, um, you know, there's different brands that can really help cater to that. So I really recommend, you know, doing the research. I know you posted about Good On You app. I think they do a really good job of of showcasing kind of, you know, their labor, Um, you know, are they paying a living wage? Um, What is the cost on the environment? So do do the research. Don't just go on the about section of, of brands. I've seen some brands that are the worst offenders having a sustainability section now. And I, I don't think we should judge people to be perfect, but I do think that we need to do the research and there's some great um, places like Good On You app, Remake has their own list. Um, of course, I have my app, but um, also EcoCole um, is another really great website for that. So definitely do the research. Um, I'm, I'll also share, because I hope I'm a voice in this too. Um, but one thing I will say is before you even go out and really start buying, um, I'm a big fan of doing a capsule wardrobe and actually, even if you think, oh, I only have fast fashion, it's all, um, I was gonna say, it's all bad anyway, like see what you like, maybe pull out 20 items, there's some capsule wardrobe that they pull out 37 items, um, shirts, shoes, pants, um, I have a blog post about it and I can also share it um, in the links and um, just really try seeing what you actually pull from in your closet. Um, I did a capsule wardrobe where I did half the clothes I knew I loved and wore all the time. And then I had some clothes I was like, "Hmm, maybe I should get rid of them. And I also put those in there to try to see if I actually would start wearing them again, if I had this limited capsule wardrobe to try. So I'd say first, see in your wardrobe what you love and try just actually wearing the clothes you have, maybe for a month, maybe for two months. Um, There's a lot of great challenges to help you do that. Slow fashion season. Remake has their own no new clothes challenge. Um, Extinction Rebellion Faction Action also has their new challenge. And the good thing about challenges is that, you know, your community keeps you accountable. So I would say start with the capsule wardrobe, start seeing what you actually love in your own wardrobe before you go out and buy. Um, I interviewed um, the women from Fair Friday and also um, I think Amma from Sound Sustain and they both agreed, you know, you can't shop your way to sustainability. So, um, 
I, I just want to preface with that. And also, I still have a lot of fast fashion from high school, from college, and I try to save it and wear it as much as I can just to, you know, I bought it already, might as well try to make sure, you know, I can give as much life as it as I can. So um, we just say that, but then going, going to your question, um, I really love what designers are doing within the upcycling space, since I truly believe, you know, there's so much dead stock fabric out there, fabric that, you know, um, fashion houses aren't going to use. So there's people like Zero, Zero Waste Daniel, who I really, really love, um, the series and why. Uh, these two guys have done a lot of really cool stuff with upcycling vintage, vintage stock reserves. Um, I'm also a big fan. I mean, like I lived in San Francisco and everyone wears <laughs> Patagonia, but um, Patagonia is worn wear and they're recrafted um, lines. They do really cool things where they'll put different colored jackets together and upcycle them. Um, the new Renewal Workshop is another one who works with designers to try to show them how they can extend life, the life of clothes. And then um, activewear, I've been um, really excited about a company called Reprise Activewear. Um, they make their clothing, I think it's plant-based. Um, that's one I'm really excited about. Um, Prana, Girlfriend Collective. I'm trying to think of anything else on the top of my mind. Um, but those are those are the ones that come to mind that I'm, I'm really loving. But I, um, I know we talked about this before and I know people, some of my friends will have uh, different views than myself, but I have also purchased um, Activewear at Goodwill, which is a a thrift store um, in the U.S. and I have I have purchased um, plenty of activewear. Um, so I know we you know maybe now with COVID we're just making sure we're staying safe and clean. But I got a pair of aloe yoga pants that were great. I wear them to yoga, clean them when I got home, and I got them for for ten dollars at a thrift store. So um, I know it depends how you feel, but I, I think it's perfectly fine to to get activewear and, and that type of stuff at, at a thrift store too. Thank you. And for everyone who is listening or um, maybe watching on YouTube, I'm going to get all these links off of Carly um, as well. So you can go and, and, and take a look and dig in um, because I know it can be overwhelming uh, to begin with. So thank you so much for all that advice and information and all of those um, brands. So coming on next to something that I am really interested and passionate about, and I think you're the woman to speak to about, um, let's talk about swapping. Um, and when you mentioned uh, your capsule wardrobe, I remember a very distinct moment when I first stopped with the buying of fast fashion. And I started to look through my wardrobe and I realized, oh, hang on, all the clothes that I like the best are the ones that my friends have given me or their ex-boyfriends mm. or, you know, and, um, and I really, I realized, oh, it's, it's really, there's something in that. Um, there's something it's like the energy that's in the item of clothing that comes to you it has a story maybe it's come and it's been swapped from a best friend or maybe you've arranged uh, you know an evening or something at your house so please give us a little bit more information about um, how swapping works some ideas for how to maybe arrange like a swap with friends um, or maybe on a bigger scale and in your experience what are the do's and don'ts uh, with doing swapping or swap parties yeah no it's a great question and I'll also send you a link because I did my best to try to get um, to write about some rules and, and also how to kind of search for clothing exchanges no matter where you are in the, around the globe um, or some great organizations. Um, so I totally agree with you. I actually, um, this is a sweater that my grandma gave, gave to me that she, she used to wear. Um, I, that's why I think I love secondhand and I love 
swapping because the stories that the clothes have and the experiences that the, the clothes have. And um, I mentioned, I, I moved to Amsterdam from California this year. And one of my best friends, um, I probably like a quarter of my closet is are her clothes. Um, and um, I, when I put on, it could even just be a pair of black pants. Like when I put on her clothes, it just, I'm like, oh, it's, I'm like, I'm, it's like a part of her almost. And I remember when she wore these pants, when we hung out or something like that, and, you know, being so far away, it's kind of like uh, the sisterhood of the traveling pants. You know, you, you, you feel connection and I think clothes have a story. And I think that's what's so beautiful about secondhand and about swapping and also about upcycling, you know, the care. And, and I think the creativity that comes with turning a, um, uh, there's this, there's a company called Garbags that is based in Portugal. They actually turn, um, I'm wondering if I have, I have a toothbrush pen, but I mean, those things are all, I love clothes can tell a story. They, they make old cat food, that sounds kind of gross, but cat food bags into purses. I, I, I love the idea of stories in, in clothes and I think swapping is, is such an amazing way um, to do that and to feel, you know, connected with your friends or your, again, my grandma, it's, it's really great. So when it comes to clothing swaps, um, I think that there's still some people, especially secondhand that, you know, new is always better. So one of my um, favorite tips for people who, you know, who are really excited about clothing swaps, they want to do it with their friends, maybe their friends aren't as excited, is don't trick them, but maybe you can turn a typical TV watching night into a swap night. So a night you were friends, we're already going to get together again. During COVID, this is a little bit harder. Um, I want everyone to keep safe, maybe do a small group, social distancing, maybe it's outside. But maybe a, a birthday or something that was going to be another um, what reason for y'all to get together. Why not also just bring a bag of clothes to swap? So in my article, I talk about, you know, if, you're, if you host a bachelor <laughs> night with your friends, like, why not turn that into a clothing swap? I think that is a really good way. So people are like, I think what's been really hard for me is like, oh, when are we going to do this? Oh, no one has time. But just like, you're going to meet up with them for dinner or drink sometime, like make that the night of, of the clothing swap. Um, and then another thing that um, what I think has been really helpful, and I've talked to a lot of people and I've done research in my app, um, is themed swaps have been really helpful for people. So, you know, maybe um, you only bring clothes that are um, particular designers or they're for a special event. So then people know what they're coming for. And if maybe they don't like those types of clothes or that brand doesn't really fit them, they know to, to kind of fit it out. So that's been really helpful for people. Um, and that's why a lot of online swapping um, communities, like a lot of Facebook groups, Reddit groups, um, they're tailored around, you know, a particular brand or maternity wear. So um, that's really helpful if you're looking especially to organize a clothing swap that's not just a group of close friends, but maybe a larger group. That's really helpful. So you know, you know, you know that if I'm going to bring in this type of clothes, I'm going to get something like that back. So I think that's really helpful. And then... Um, Clothing swaps do it a few different ways. I've seen it where you ask people to drop off the clothes before. Uh, I do think that's helpful. Maybe like one Saturday you stay at home, people drop it off. Um, you can sort through them. You can see if there's any holes. You can also um, give them points. So some, some you can get really fancy. Some clothing swaps, you do points um, based on, you know, quality or the designer. Or you can simply just say every shirt is one point and then you can you know, every item is one point. So if you bring five items, you can, you can take five items or you can do the other point system, you know, to defer a Stella McCartney dress from a Forever 21 dress. Um, but if you, if you have people drop it off before, you can sort through them. You can, you know, make sure you have enough clothes. You can tell someone, hey, actually this, this isn't really working for the swap. Um, or you can have people, um, 
bring it day of. That works too. What I found with dropping it off um, the day before, say someone can only come in the morning of the swap, they still get to see everything. Versus, you know, if a swap people are dropping off day of, maybe you get there and no one else has arrived yet. So that's that's also a really a really good thing. And I just think have fun with it. Um, we all have theme parties and we all put so much effort into, you know, invites and all that fun stuff and themes for different types of parties. So why not do that for a clothing swap, send fun invites, um, make it theme. So I think, you know, make it as fun as you can. And I'm all about bringing new people into the sustainability world that are not really there. So how can you grab more of your friends um, like that is, is something I'm always a fan of. And then, um, that certain person, um, like I said, there's a lot of stuff going, going on online right now. Um, local sewing studios, I know in um, Amsterdam, um, there's, there's groups that, you know, have usually done this in person. I know there's a swap DC group that does it, and a lot of people are going online. So check out for that. Um, check out that. Um, there's a lot of Facebook groups um, who do buy, sell, trade, like I mentioned, Patagonia, any, any brand you probably can find there. And then um, I'll just throw out some names of some organizations that um, I don't know if they're going back live. Of course, we have to be safe with COVID, but they might be doing some digital or maybe some live um, social distancing, distancing swaps. But um, Fashion Revolution and the Global Fashion Exchange, um, they do a lot of work together. Unfortunately, unfortunately for Fashion Revolution Week this April, there wasn't a lot of live stuff going on, but I know they did digital. Um, there's also um, the Clothing Exchange, which is based in Australia. Um, there's a, a group called Green Stitch based in India, another one called, and I know I'm rambling on about this, so make sure you get the links, Shop Till You Drop in Asia, but I just also found if, if you don't want to host your own clothing swap, you can go on Facebook and Eventbrite or a local events website and you usually can find um, some good clothing swaps happening. But again, I would mention, you know, social distancing is important, so right now might not be the best time for in-person, but there's a lot of stuff going on digitally. Um, that I recommend and I'm excited to hopefully build a platform that helps um, foster and empowers more people to um, swap um, online. Thank you. Um, and so with your app, tell me a little bit more about the app, how, how, how it works um, and uh, you know, you've mentioned why it is that you created it so how how does it how does it function um and when can people use it yeah so um the meantime i think i mentioned I, I i launched the fast fashion be gone one so people can kind of start playing with that um but the the next one i'm launching um still kind of tbd i i really so um i've been really inspired in talking to people um from sell trade um so there's a, there's a, so just to go back, so a lot of these um, organizations and a lot of these groups are on Facebook and Reddit and a lot of um, social media platforms. There's one called Sell Trade So Fashion, um, and they do a lot of their trades um, and, and buying and selling on Instagram. But I've just been talking with them, and I'm really trying to get as much information from the people who've been in this day in and day out who've been running these groups um, and really figure out, you know, what's not working with the current platform they're on and how do they want to foster this community you know how do they want to make this community stronger or what are the you know what 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 would they love from a platform that's just devoted to these communities so right now i'm in the, the phase of you know creating a uh called an in tech an mvp or a beta version of the product and right now testing it with them um and i'm starting a program um called on deck to help support um startups 
entrepreneurs just to make sure, you know, I'm taking the, the correct steps to make sure this is something that's sustainable, um, that can be used by a lot of people and it's really helped solving a problem from them. But back to your question, um, don't know exactly when it'll be launched, but the goal really is to create a platform that fosters these communities where people can find, you know, like-minded people, whether it's maternity wear or um, thrift clothes or upcycled clothes or clothes made by a particular maybe um, small business owner. And then from there, they can really communicate with each other, maybe share how they've worn the clothes, like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and then, you know, most importantly, swap items with each other. Um, but excited, um, hopefully, um, you know, in the next few months, there'll be something that um, I can give people to test. Um, but I'm always available if you want to test um, or hear more about it, I'll add my email address to um, the, the link you have and then also my Instagram. Lovely, thank you. And so what advice would you give to someone who's looking to move into a more sustainable mode in regards to fashion? What are the first few steps and what are the main pitfalls, like the big misconceptions that sometimes happen? We kind of touched on that, you know, when, uh, you know, some brands, they have their sustainability page, but it doesn't mean anything. It's just all buzzwords or you have, um, a big brand that has a sustainable range, but really the majority of the money that the company makes isn't from anything to do with sustainability. So yeah, what advice would you give someone who is just starting on their journey and what are the common um, mistakes that a lot of people make um, at the beginning? Yeah, I think um, I'm someone who's very hard on myself um, and I want to, before I do anything, you know, am I doing it the right way? Is it, is it perfect? But I think like just, you're not going to be perfect. And I think just trying is, is, is so great. I think, um, like I said, like, but, but also challenge yourself, like maybe do one of these slow fashion challenges, don't buy new and, and actually see how that makes you feel. Um, I think that a lot of this overconsumption and a lot of this materialism that, you know, especially Western culture has, I mean, it's, it's global. It's, it's really, it's, it's, um, it's a mental as, as, you know, state and it's, it's really interesting. So I did one of the challenges um, early on in, in my journey where I didn't buy new. I actually think it was maybe slow fashion season. And um, I was able to kind of walk by. I wasn't able, I, every time I would go anywhere where you can't, you can't, if you walk around your city, you're going to see a Zara, you're going to see an HM, but like I couldn't resist. I had to go in see what the new styles were because there's a new style every, every day. But once I was able, I, I kind of let go from that for maybe two months, I was able to actually, like, dude, I don't know what it is, and I'm not getting the right psychological terms, right? But I was able to kind of something in my brain where it's like, I don't need to go in there to fulfill something for me or get that high. Um, so I think those challenges actually really, really help, um, you know, kind of going cold turkey and, and just trying to just wear what you have in your closet and not buy anything new. And you'll realize like, how happy you're, you actually do feel. There's less highs and lows, you know, you just bought a jacket, and then you feel guilty, then you buy another one, then you feel guilty. And I really was able to kind of get out of that pattern. Um, so that was really helpful for me. And then just try to relove and repair your clothes, maybe learn how to sew, maybe, um, you know, try a shirt you've had for years with a different pair of pants that you've never tried. Just really start experimenting with what you already own. Um, I remember I went to a sustainable fashion forum um, in Portland, Oregon, and I was so excited. I was so nervous. I was like, I cannot wear any fast fashion. I cannot, I have to make sure everything I wear is a perfect sustainable brand. So I went in with like an upcycled shirt made from, it was cool, from a, a Barbie a Barbie bed sheet. 
um, like vintage Levi's. I had to make sure they were vintage and then um, new solo shoes, which I, I do love, but I was so scared, but it's okay to wear your fast fashion. You bought it. Like you can give more life to it and it's okay. You it, like rather than just, you know, throwing it away or, or never wearing it again. So I think, you know, it's okay not to be perfect, but actually try to see what changes in your mind and what changes in your, your happiness when you stop, you know, going to these stores, I promise you, you'll, you'll feel better. And you'll, I think another misconception is that um, we save money going to these stores, but I actually did the calculations and, you know, yeah, maybe if you once in a while buy a $5 shirt versus a $500 shirt, but secondhand is just as affordable, even less. And I promise you, you will save money instead of just going week after week and buying things you, you never wear. So to kind of sum it up, try going cold turkey, but it's okay not to be perfect um, and wear the clothes you already own and see what, what you can relove again. That's very good advice. Thank you. Um, and I know it can seem intimidating, but I really resonate with what you're saying about breaking, just being gentle with yourself and allowing yourself a bit of time to break that, break that cycle. Yeah. Um, and then when you really do want to shop again, like I'm so excited to go up to London and go buy some vintage um, and, you know, make that into, into a thing again, because it's kind of the, the lazy thing to go and buy fast fashion that's kind of around the corner and yeah, it takes less time. And I know everyone is super busy, but it does pay off in, in the long run completely. Um, yeah. So my next question, um, you're a very busy lady um, and you're obviously giving out a lot. Um, you're writing, you're doing all this work. Uh, so what do you do to recharge and get regrounded so that you're able to do all the stuff that you're doing? Yeah, one definitely one thing with the, 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 the cold turkey, like and with I think I probably sounds like, OK, well, cold turkey, but also to be perfect try it if you have to run in and go to zara and buy the shirt that you've just been eyeing it's okay like it's you're still you're still on the journey to getting better and to breaking old habits like don't be too hard on yourself on this journey i, I do want to do want to preface that um but um uh so what do i do to stay grounded so one thing i've i've started to do since i moved here and you know i struggle with anxiety i think it's about perfectionism is just grounding myself and um every every morning i chant and meditate for 15 minutes and that and at night i chant and meditate for 15 minutes and just grounding and coming to myself at the beginning of the day and knowing i can come back to myself at the end of the day no matter how crazy the day was, or if I didn't get anything done, you know, I'm coming back to myself and appreciating and giving myself gratitude, I think is super important. Um, so that's what I love to do. I also try to run or do yoga at least every other day. I, it's been a little harder with, with, with COVID to keep myself um, on that path. But um, yeah, I think, I, I think just showing yourself gratitude. Um, we're, we're in a society that productivity is, you know, what we, we, we value and we value ourselves based on how productive we are. And another thing I'm really interested in is just how can we break that and how we think of ourselves. So just giving myself gratitude every morning, every night, and it might seem excessive to people like, oh my God, Carly, you're so amazing. Like, but that's what I, what I need because I can be pretty negative to myself during the day. So that's, that's been really helpful. And then, um, I also um, try to talk to one friend every day 
on Zoom, um, who uh, is based in the U.S. So, you know, I left a lot of my friends. So that's also been a really grounding experience where, you know, if I have a lot of negative, negative self-talk, I kind of get that perspective back um, and can talk to people. We're all going through similar things with COVID and we can just connect. And, and I'm just, um, you know, keeping those relationships up has, has really been helpful too, just to reset and, and um, yeah, and connect. And we've mentioned uh, so many different platforms where people can go for, uh, for additional information, but where are the, the, the places that you like to go to stay inspired? And, you know, we can talk about books or podcasts or, or, or teachers. What are you, where do you go to uh, light a fire when you're feeling a little bit flat? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so Remake, I, I love the work they do. Um, they have, I think they're monthly calls um, where they talk about different um, projects they're working on. Um, they do the pay up campaign. Um, like I mentioned, they're, they're launching this Made in America campaign. There's a false, um, especially in the U.S. sense of it's made in the USA. It's like sustainably made and, you know, people are being paid a living wage, but that's not the case. Um, so they're, they're such a really strong platform just to, to keep up and to keep being inspired. Um, Extinction Rebellion has an arm called Fashion Action. And um, their community, I met, luckily got to meet with before um, COVID hit in the Netherlands, and they've just been super inspiring. And I'm one of the older people, I think, um, who, who in that organization, but they've all just inspired me so much. Um, they did uh, knitting um, on Zoom. They now are protesting and going in front of stores like Primark um, to just really speak out. Um, they're also super creative and making their own clothes. I've gone to go to their sewing day. They rent out a studio and try to keep up with that. Um, but they are just really amazing. All they're doing for climate justice and all of that work. Um, and I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. So um, there's been some communities on Reddit. Um, I never thought I would say this, uh, but <laughs> I just did not know what Reddit was. It's a little uh, intimidating, but um, there's groups there around anti-consumption and minimalism and ethical fashion. And those have been really great um, because it's not, you know, a lot, a lot of it's not just about promoting yourself. It's just really helping the community learn. Um, so those have been really great. And then I'm always really inspired by, um, you know, how do we change the fashion system, but how do we change the systems in general so um, that we all live within. So um, I try to stay up to date with different podcasts. Um, I'm a big fan of I'm trying to read more within the climate justice space. Um, so Naomi, Naomi Klein is a big one who I really love. Um, and so I'm trying to just kind of get more educated in that space um, because it's all interrelated and in just how we can really change these systems. Um, another one that launched recently is, again, is intersectionalenvironmentalist.com. Um, and it's really just dismantling the systems of oppression within the environmental movement. So. Um, that's also been really inspiring to me and just seeing how all of these, you know, these systems connect and you can't look at fashion just in a silo, um, but it's part of the larger systems that um, we do need to change. So um, I think what really helps me while I work by myself in my room is just knowing I'm part of something larger and there's a lot of people and places you can go who are working on, on, these, on these issues. Thank you. And for anyone who is watching or listening, we'll put those links um, in the show notes below so you can connect in, connect in with those. And moving on to my next question, 
where is the best place that people can go to connect with you and what offerings have you got um, coming over the next six months? We've spoken about um, your app and the, and the, the platform. So where is the best people, uh, place that people can go to find you? Yeah, I'm always, I'd love to connect, get feedback, also learn about other people, especially in tech, are doing in the space and to collaborate. Um, but thoughtfulflamingo.com is my website. Um, I'm on Instagram at thoughtfulflamingo. Um, I also, um, you mentioned secondhand um, in different cities. I also, one of my favorite things to do when I travel is actually go to all the secondhand stores. I don't buy everything, maybe one item. And that's one of my favorite ways to get to know a city is like see their old vintage and see their old clothes. So on my website, you actually can find guides for city around cities around the globe. I'm going to post one on Copenhagen soon. Um, but yeah, my Instagram, my website, um, you can find the Fast Fashion Be Gone app on my website in the, in the top um, navigation bar. And then you can also find my, my newsletter there too. And then I really just, e you can email me at Carly, uh, C-A-R-L-E-Y at thoughtfulflamingo.com. Um, here just to talk, um, really excited just to connect with more people in the community. Lovely. Well, Carly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all that information and uh, sharing your light and your message. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. You're most welcome. And to everyone listening or watching, a big thank you from me. If you are um, seeing this on YouTube or you're on a podcast platform, please click subscribe. I have lots more episodes coming soon in your direction. And stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll see you again or hear you again or you'll heal me again very soon. Okay, bye everyone.